This is Bourbon Bets, where bottles of bourbon are wagered over the power of arguments put forth by two idiots regarding their stupid opinions. Afterward, their pet android determines the winner will post a most scientific poll so the audience can decide. They also drink bourbon together. And we're live. Do we have to be? Well, we're all live. Do we have to? <laughs> Currently, yes. <laughs> All right. Welcome to Bourbon Bets. This is Blue Dolly. And I'm Brimstone Deacon. And this is a very special episode. Sort of like those uh, after-school specials. This has been a long anticipated by us, but not by anyone else on Earth. <laughs> this is the Chris Nolan movies uh, show. And the idea here is that we will rank all 10 of Christopher Nolan's movies. And we will argue about every single one, I'm guessing, except for maybe one, if I had to really guess. I don't think so. I don't no? Think, I think we'll argue about every single one. We're not going to have one in the same slot? It could happen by chance. Maybe we'll have one. <laughs> I don't think it'll be the one that you think it is. Okay. All right. So uh, you were saying that this was a bad week to do your homework uh, refresher oh. on watching, rewatching some of these to to uh, refresh your memory. Yeah, just. Uh, well, I mean, you know, some of the stuff that's been going on in my life here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Nolan's like emphasis on grief and how we deal with grief throughout nearly every film that he's done just was really crushing me. Um you know how things go. Um, the the worst one, of course, probably. Well, no, I don't. Actually, I don't want to talk about this now. Let's let's, <laughs> let's just do the list, and then uh, and then maybe I'll talk about it when we when we get to to the ones that that really struck me. Is this going to be a serious show? I might cry. Oof. A little though. So I won't edit that out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, here we go. In a particular order, number ten. Insomnia. Okay, so oh well. First of all, you're totally wrong. Oh. <laughs> but I have to say, I I did put following in at number ten, and I will admit, uh, as I already have to you, I did not have time to get to following because I, uh, in in uh, revamping some of my uh, knowledge about some of these films, got a little carried away and may have watched way too many of these films this last week. Yeah, it might have happened to me as well. Uh, <laughs> anyway, so I didn't get to it, but I, I've heard well, it's great. Well, I'm gonna I'll disagree that it's not great, but uh, oh wow! But we 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 already started talking about this, but there is a listener warning here that we are going to spoil all of these movies. Oh, so if you haven't seen them, uh, that's your fault, not mine. Okay, so, so I have to note my objection now, and we can talk about it more later if you want to, because um, maybe we should go through the whole list and then go back through them and discuss them. Yeah, maybe. Um, but yeah, you're you're really wrong on insomnia. So insomnia, do we, oh, I don't know which way do you want to do it? Do you want to run through the whole list, or do you want me to defend every one of my picks? Um, no, let's run through the list. I think it'll be easier to do it that way. Okay. So what did you have for ten? Following, following, pretend. Okay, which you haven't seen, so yes. we'll we'll hold that we'll hold that against you. N is N A. Let's say. Okay. All right. What do you got for nine? 
Nine, of course, is as I like to call it, Batman Three. Yes, because oh, really? Yes. Same. Dang it. That's correct. That's the one that I thought we might actually agree on. Um, yes. And of course, that's Dark Knight Rises. I believe is that's that is what it's called. Yep. It might as well have been called Batman Three <laughs> because I didn't care. It was. It might as well be called what? Batman's Batman Three. Oh yeah, Batman Three. Or unnamed Batman movie. That would have been fine, too. The next Batman. Mm-hmm. The I signed a contract to do three Batman movies. <laughs> <laughs> the I accidentally peaked on number two. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Number eight. Number eight is... Oh, no, you do yours first. Uh, okay. fo- I have following at number eight. Okay, and I have insomnia at number eight. Okay, so, I mean... So, I mean, I said you, you were terrible, but I, yeah. I don't Higher, so. All right, so I think we're in sync here for the most part, but I, I'll explain it insomnia later. All right, number I'll seven. Hell right now. I'm going to tell you the whole movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'll read you the Wikipedia plot. Sorry. <laughs> number seven, Batman Begins. Okay, so uh, I was back and forth on, on six and seven, as I think I mentioned to you. Seven, I have Inception. Okay. I know. Uh, you, you can't even hide your disappointment <laughs> over the video. I wish, I wish I'm the not, listeners could see. Uh, I'm not disappointed because this is what spawned this entire episode was over this one movie, right? Because sure. yep. I think uh, I think that we all like, or both like the, the rest of them, generally. You despise this movie. We'll get to that. <laughs> all right. What do you have for number six? Uh, no, you got to give yours. Why do I have to go first on all these? Uh, okay. All right, fine. Batman Begins, number six. Interesting. I have Dunkirk at six. What? Oh, my goodness. All right. Yeah, we're going to fight. Yeah, because I had Batman Begins at seven. I understand. But yeah. now you have Dunkirk. In the I have wrong. Dunkirk at six. I had the wrong slot. I know. Okay. <laughs> All right. Number five, I have Memento. Oh, my word. Yeah, me too. Yeah, okay. That's that's proper placement. If we're agreeing on a couple of these, then that's pretty darn we good. We need to rethink our whole lives. That's true. Good point. All right, what do you got for four? Well, that means we're going to agree on number four. Number four is The Prestige. No, it's Inception. What? It's Inception. What? <laughs> yes, number four is Inception. Wow. Wow, you really love The Prestige. Number three <laughs> is... Interstellar. No, wrong. Number three is Dunkirk. I don't know about that. All right, what do you got at two? Uh, I have the Dark Knight at two. You have Dark Knight at two. I have Prestige at two. I do like the Prestige. All right. I do two, but not not. I have Dark Knight at one. And I have Interstellar at one. Really? I'm happy about that, actually. Because a lot of people give me crap about Interstellar. Oh my goodness! Those right. people came in at my house the other day when I was watching that movie. Those same people. The first time, interesting. The first time I watched it, we we all watched it as a family, and they gave me nothing but crap the entire time. This movie's boring. It's so long. I don't want to watch it. Like I, maybe I had already watched it. And I said, "You got it, guys. You got to watch this movie." That's right. what happened. 
yeah, I had watched it already. And then I said, you guys, you got to watch this movie. And it was nothing but complaining the whole time. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I can't. Uh, yeah. So I told uh, Tuna Dan mm-hmm. uh, that I would, uh, I wanted him to watch that one. So I'm hoping I don't get the same reaction. I, so one of my children, I think liked it the first time. And since then it like ruined him. The rest of them though, they still are like, no, that's a terrible movie. <laughs> I don't understand why anyone would think that's a terrible movie. That doesn't make begin to make any sense. Uh, listen, there's no accounting for my children. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go back to number ten though. Okay. So let's... I have insomnia, and the reason I have insomnia at the last is because it could have been directed by anybody. The script okay. is not great. Okay. It does. It wasn't written. It's the only one of the ten movies that was not written by Christopher Nolan. Very true. And record, I would agree. And he and it's formulaic. It's a cop drama. There's no twist. There's like there's nothing. There's and it's called a psychological thriller. It's not even that psychological. I feel like it was we got Al Pacino and Robin Williams, and so we're gonna make this movie, and that was that was it. Um, I can agree to some points of what you're saying. Of course, I ranked it at number eight, so you know I didn't, yeah, you know, profess my undying, you know, love for it. What'd but, you like about it? So what I would say is Nolan's ability to get the most out of actors is what stuns me. Now Pacino has mailed in every movie for <laughs> thirty-five years now. Well, I don't know when did. Uh... Yeah, since you start talking since The Godfather. <laughs> is that what you meant to say <laughs> uh, I kind of wanted to say that but I think he's probably had something that's decent since uh, then Heat yes Heat of course <laughs> 95 yeah. well and actually you know what in Heat okay this is you know tangent by the you, way uh, you know I love Michael Mann click too, the so. link to go to the Michael Mann uh, movie episode <laughs> that we'll be recording <laughs> at some point <laughs> so I would say that Pacino is probably the, the worst actor in terms of performance, and he, and he, yeah, oh, for sure, yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and he, he wasn't great in Insomnia, but that performance by Robin Williams, I'm I sorry, agree. Dave, about Robin Williams and how wonderful he was in so many things, that was a completely different role. Uh, it when was they, when they say things like Goodwill Hunting. Oh, Goodwill Hunting. Remember what he was? He wasn't that great in Goodwill Hunting. It was an easy role. No, this, this was... was entirely a whole different level of Robin Williams than anyone had ever seen. It was, but it's a little bit dark thinking back now because it was almost like he was just being himself. <laughs> well, <laughs> I hadn't even thought about it in those terms, but yeah, I mean. All right, so that's why I put it but last. I, I would say that's what, that, that's what brought it up for me. That's, that, that does bring it, 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 he did bring a lot to it, but still, I don't think it's better than any of the rest of us. Uh, I it's definitely better than Batman than unnamed Batman movie. I like that. <laughs> I don't know. So uh, let's talk about how that movie falls apart. Okay, The Dark so, Knight Rises. You mean? In thinking of all these together, I thought totally. I think I saw a different thing in here, or a more cohesive thing that I'd ever ever seen or thought about in the Nolan movies, and. Uh, the whole uh, the whole idea of grief and how we deal with our grief is is rife throughout all these movies. 
But that what fell apart for me in Batman three or unnamed Batman film was <laughs> that both of the villains you couldn't believe anything about their grief. Bane was like, "Oh, I had to climb out of a hole in the ground." Grief, like <laughs> it didn't make any sense. How does anyone master that? Right. So what I wrote was it was way too preachy, and all I got out of it was Occupy Wall Street. <laughs> Yeah. And, and the word decadent ringing around the whole time. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And there's just, there was nothing there. There was nothing there. You yeah. couldn't hold on to any part of that movie as saying, wow, this is. The timing was all wrong in it too. There was like the reveal, the great reveals were like all at the wrong times. <laughs> like it was just like everything was out of sync. Uh, well, it, even when you get to the end and you get the new Batman named and, and shown and then the movie studios decide to go with somebody else. Like, <laughs> it, just, it tells you everything you need to know to a certain degree. Yeah. And that's not, you know, that's not any, uh, any knock on uh, Joseph Gordon, well, I forget his last name. His Levitt? Name. Yeah. Levitt? Yeah. Uh, and, but Nolan wrote this. I mean, he and his brother wrote this one. Yep. But it's not as good. No. By, by far as the other one. So, I mean, no. he doesn't really have anybody to blame. He's, he had Hans Zimmer scoring it still. So, yeah, it's a, you know, I guess one out of ten ain't bad. No, not at all. I mean, to have, I mean, like you said, Insomnia could have been directed by anyone to a certain extent. I don't think Robin Williams could have been that good with anybody else. I'll argue that. But Michael Mann. (laughs) But I will say, uh, I will say that it, it had its merits. Whereas I, I just don't see any the Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, agreed. I, so I would consider flipping those, other than the fact that it could, that I don't think anybody else could have directed Dark Knight Rises. Dark Knight Rises is not like an awful movie. It's just we're comparing it to the other two. Like yeah. I'd rather watch Dark Knight Rises than pretty much any other Batman movie that not directed by Nolan. Oh, see, that's I, I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, I really loved Val Kilmer as Batman. Oh, no. <laughs> Stop. All right, let's move on. <laughs> I agree. All uh, right. I, I do have some nostalgia for the uh, the Michael Keaton Batman, merely because... I uh, uh, see, and I never got into the cartoon, like the comic booky ones, really. Well, the only reason I really liked those movies, Keaton was okay, but... Uh, Danny DeVito. <laughs> No, 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 no. No, the man, Jack Nicholson, as the Joker. Oh, all right. Yeah, I thought he was great. All right, anyway. Number eight, I had yeah. I had following there. Yeah. You had Insomnia. So following, you haven't seen it. Um, it this is uh, Nolan's very first full-length movie he made, I think, while he was still in film school. Um, and it's all shot in black and white. And there's actually a Batman logo on one of the doors in the movie. <laughs> the main char- one of the main characters' doors. Oh, that's perfect. Uh, so I don't know if he's always been a Batman uh, fan, but uh, there's just enough. It's it's just interesting enough, just enough of a, a signature kind of Nolan twist to make it interesting. Uh, not a great film, um, but. Interesting. So that's why I put it a little higher than Dark Knight Rises because um, I don't think you would see any of the things coming that you see in Dark Knight Rises. 
I got you. I got you. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I still plan on watching and, it. And not bad for like, your first crack at a full-length movie, I would say. Good. It, yeah, all right. I, I look forward to watching it. Um, like I said, anything Nolan, I will watch, for sure. Yep, and we're still waiting for Tenet, right? Yes. All right, number seven, I have Batman Begins. And I very well could have had Batman Begins here, and that's fine. Um, I have I don't really have an argument for for or against Batman Begins at six or seven. However, <laughs> I had Inception here, and all right. I have like notes written down for all of the films. Um, except for Inception. <laughs> and, and that's the, the entire reason that I would say it belongs here is because the concept was okay. Like, I, if somebody else directed it, if someone else directed it, I would say, wow, okay, concept's great. For Nolan, it doesn't seem like... Uh, okay, let me put it this way. I'll say it a little differently. No one for me is generally concept plus script. Okay. I, I, I want to hear some of the things that the, the characters in the film have to say. Like, they have things to say that are, that are not just interesting, not just... Uh, what's my, I don't, I'm, I'm missing words, but there's something compelling about them. There's something that we can learn from them. There's something that can be... Uh, Absorbed from the film, instructive. So you don't like the characters in in Inception. So I I never got to the point where I cared about the characters in Inception in any way, shape, or form. See, and I think this is just part of his the rest of his canon, so to speak, right? Where he's it's the same as some of his other movies. Uh, he's dealing with what what is the nature of reality? Is there such a thing as objective reality how can we know that's really what this movie's about not so much the characters i i get it but at the same time you do see the same themes that you always see with nolan see with nolan coming up in the script you see a character grieving over a wife to such a degree that that his subconscious is inventing her in these parallel worlds that were uh being shown as we go through mm-hmm when you hear the character breaking down essentially to himself, telling himself about how much he has missed his opportunity and uh, trying to figure out whether or not the impossible choice, which is another you know, typical Nolan theme, um, how that impossible choice played out in his life. It's not, there's nothing there. It's not compelling. It's not, and, and maybe part of it is that it's DiCaprio because most of the time, <laughs> I, I don't care. What he has. All right, who should he have cast instead of DiCaprio? Oh goodness! Well, switch the roles, and I would have been fine. Switch. Give it to, uh, give it to uh, Levitt. Really? Switch him. He would have been better. But the problem is, it, the problem is that the the character wasn't written well enough. Like DiCaprio can do enough with a character that's, mm-hmm. that's not generally a problem for him um i don't find him i find him repugnant but that's like in real life yeah in general yeah and, and I, I think, think you're reading it, that into this a little bit because no i think some of that comes in, comes out in his characters 
I think that's part of this character. He's kind of repugnant. Well, to a certain like, he did this to his wife. He experimented yeah. on his wife. <laughs> I know. Right. And, and maybe that's why, I don't know, maybe that's why I didn't feel like he, he convinced me with, with his performance was because he's already a slime ball. You know, I, I guess I wasn't expecting anymore. And that's, you know, that's terrible for me to say. But. You're, uh, you're muffled a little bit all of a sudden. Good. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> Turn that muffle filter off. Uh, all right. I, I don't know. I have, I have a lot of conflicted feelings about this one. Um, I have watched the first half three times. Uh, and I've watched the second half once. <laughs> Just for this homework. Literally, it took me three times to get through the film. Because... I couldn't find anything there that I Where's cared. the middle part that you stopped at? Oh. So, uh, the, the first time I stopped was oh, when they, uh, at the end of the first scenario where they get caught and then they're contracted to, um, to go after the guy before he dies and his, and his son takes over. Go after the uh, okay. So I stopped right there because I was like, oh, I already know. So one thing he could have done better is have Pete Postlethwaite yes. around longer, right? Yes, yes. I there's, agree with that. There's a guy that, that generally, well, again, though, it's, it comes back to the script for me on this one. Because where do you find the words for, for him to say that, are gonna, that he's going to be able to use to, in a compelling way to draw you into the, the film better? And I think maybe it was just, there's no way to do this. He knew he couldn't do this for three hours. No one was going to sit through it. <laughs> but he also couldn't fit everything he wanted in the film in the length that it ended up. And, and it just... It, you it think was, it was four hours, maybe? And he had to cut it? <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a four-hour inception, honestly. Maybe it would be better. I, I honestly think it might be better. Yeah, so consumer, the studio is telling them nobody's going to sit through this. <laughs> They're not wrong. I, I still really like it. Um, I like that you don't know how it ends. Um, yeah. I mean, it, yeah. And and that was, that was actually a problem for me because I knew at the point where I turned it off the first time, I said, there's going to be no ending to this movie. <laughs> there is an ending. Well, there is, but it's not really. It's, not, it's not really an ending. <laughs> All right, let's move along. Uh, so what, that, we, that was number seven. All right, so I have Dunkirk at six. Nonsense. And, and you have Batman Begins. Yes. And here's, here's why. Dunkirk is a fantastic movie. I loved it. It's so different than all the rest that I had a hard time placing it. Because it's not the same really type of movie, right? It's a historical drama. Okay. Um, yes and no. Okay. And the reason I say that, the reason I say that is because watching back through these films, and I guess we're talking about, for me, number three, while you're talking about number six for you. Um, The reason I say that is because in this one, the concept was there. Mm -hmm. The way he told the story was the concept, right? Uh, But in some ways, he didn't make the story up. So it's a little less like... It's it's more like a historical drama, right? He took an existing story and he dramatized it. Correct. 
Yeah, agreed. But all the themes, every single theme that he weaves in every other movie that he does show up in Dunkirk in a very Chris Nolan way. To regale us. Well, how many times did someone have to make the impossible choice in this film? Like every three seconds, it felt like. Yeah. (laughs) Um, How much dialogue was there about grief? And dialogue, and actually in this, because of some superior casting, and I'm not going to remember the guy's name. Oh, uh, no, I do. Uh, Killian Murphy. Killian. Destroyed me with his acting when he pushed the boy down the stairs mm-hmm. and then finds out the boy's dead all the grief and despair was there and he didn't say a word i don't think that was the best part of that scene the old man driving the boat is the best part of that agreed but <laughs> what i'm saying is moment by moment grief just compounded over and over and over and over and you get to the climax of the of the grief which is the the, the guys in the train riding down the tracks and people are walking up to the train and knocking on the window, and they won't look because they mm-hmm. think it's mm-hmm. shame. And instead, hope is offered, and beer is extended through the window. <laughs> I mean, as it always should be on trains. <laughs> I wish I had more train than I did. <laughs> but the the idea is that 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 all the Nolan themes were there. The concept was solid, and and the concept was told through the characters, not through. Uh, How's the way, what's the way to say it? Uh, the limited technology and everything else. He almost did the opposite of what he's done before in many ways. Oh, I liked that it. it was not, there's like no CGI. I mean, there might be, there's obviously CGI, but it did not feel like that at all, right? Right. There was no, uh, there were no special effects for all intents and purposes. Yeah, none of the, uh, no sci-fi level yeah. special effects. But what was what was amazing is I, I almost think that in a way this might have been the most honest of all the movies. Well, again, though he's not. <laughs> he's, he's... No, no, no. I, I don't mean in terms of of just telling a story of that's that's historical. I mean in terms of him speaking through the film, talking mm-hmm. about the things that he wants to talk about. Some of the 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 most compelling feelings of grief, despair, hope. Of, of the impossibility of making a choice whether you're going to run out of gas mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know all these things all of that was was more brutally raw and honest uh as portrayed there and no answers are given so well oh, so <laughs> i was just gonna say he ended it like inception you don't know what happened to tom hardy <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i mean you know he got he got captured but that's yeah it. that's it yeah. So, there's a little link there, and you like this one a lot, so you might want, I did, to, I really you might, might want to rethink your life a little bit when it comes to Inception. Um, I'd also say the cinematography on Dunkirk is inc- incredible. Well, yeah, it is mind-blowing, but I think that's, again, because it's not a sci-fi-ish movie, right? So, it's yeah, all... What I love is, I can, you know, he can walk away from all those all those things that people have always criticized about him to a certain degree with, Oh, well, it's easier for him because he goes into realms that people aren't, that aren't explored. Therefore now he's got an excuse for something not working or whatever. This, he had no, he had, there were no, no outs. The story was the story. And it was, what can you get out of, out of the the performers with these characters? Mm -hmm. And, and how, how well can you convey what you're trying to get to the audience? 
you do realize that we're going down a rabbit hole here where once we finish our list of directors, then the next level, the next inception level is to go to editors and cinematographers. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you're not wrong about that. Well, Uh, we already have our our favorite documentarian. That's right. People to argue about that. That's right. Don't tell anybody. I'm not going (laughs) to. All right. Where were we at? Number six. Uh, so uh, this one to me could slide up and down, not down, up. It's just, again, the, for the type of movie, it's it's so different. So, yeah. Um, what's that? Watch it again. Yeah, I will. I will. <laughs> I hadn't, I actually hadn't seen it until two weeks ago. Strangely, I, I don't, this is the hardest one for me to try to share with other people. Other um, than Dunkirk? Yeah, like, I can't imagine most of my family members having much interest in this at all. Uh, yeah. I think it's very... I, so, I, I did very want to complex, say... Very emotional. I actually think it's one of my favorite war movies because it's not a war... It's not a glamorization of war movie. It's not a... Uh, no. It's not any of the things that most other war movies are. Um, the the angst and the anxiety was clear, and like he did. You know, and if you noticed, it's still told out of sequence, like all of his movies, mm-hmm. <laughs> which probably helped with the the anxiety. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Well, that and the score for this, I, I even noticed that certain sounds would transfer over. Where, you know, you'd go from a scene where there was an airplane uh-huh. to one where there's a train or something like that. And you would hear train sounds when you shouldn't be hearing train sounds. And it just, it did a wonderful job of, of just uh, disconcerting your mind. while so you watch. This is a mini rabbit hole, but is Christopher Nolan as successful as he is because of Hans Zimmer? <laughs> well, uh, so same question, but Spielberg and uh, 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 Williams. Yeah. 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 I think there's, I, mean, I, I, I don't think one, requires the other but i think there's something that amps amps it up yes yeah sure. i think it to a, another level but i mean i think we'd still be talking about nolan if uh, he had another great if you yeah if you had it, even if he just had another a, a decent score yeah okay uh that was six i always Five. wonder how the interaction there is between the guy writing the score and the director i would i would be very curious to find out if for some of the greater directors, if that relationship isn't emphasized more than with some of the lesser directors. Oh, I think it has to be. Uh, Zimmer has done. Is there a calculus there that can be done? Six. So he's done six of the 10 for him. Yeah. And the other four were done by the same guy. Oh, really? I didn't realize that. Yeah. So he's only ever had two, (laughs) two guys score his movies. (laughs) Well, that's not surprising. He's kind of, uh, Maybe a little bit of a control freak. Maybe. But he's as but he's he made his first movie in ninety eight and that's the one that's just like a kind of mini movie. Yeah. So he's only been really doing this since two, for twenty years. I really enjoy that uh he's one of the first, in my mind, great filmmakers that uh is his entire career is within my lifetime. Yes. <laughs> I realized that today, you know, I was like or not today, but uh, the last couple of days. And I was just kind of blown away by that. Like, I was trying to think who else would fit within my lifetime. There's not a whole ton of them. Michael uh, Mann. Great. Pretty close. 
but yeah, yeah. But I but it, but it, we didn't watch them growing up. Right, it's different. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. yeah. I All mean, right. Other than, other than the following, it 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 would be surprising that I didn't watch six six out of the ten just by happenstance. Yeah, exactly. We tanks. 